Welcome. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, and while you're finding that, just a reminder, our Wednesday night Bible studies are going to be starting back this uh, week uh, at 6.30, something for all ages, Bible studies. Uh, there will not be a Wednesday night meal this week. We'll be uh, getting with you uh, in the future about when that will resume and what that will look like, uh, but uh, no meal this week, but all Bible studies are resuming at 6.30 Wednesday night. Also, I want to share with you, I've mentioned a few times uh, over the last month or so, uh, we're starting a new Sunday school class that's going to start two weeks from today. Uh, it'll be a little different. It's not a Sunday school class that's just going to go on and last forever. It'll probably be uh, more like a six to eight week uh, class. It's going to be taught by my wife, Lynette, and it's going to be on how to read and study the Bible. Uh, and so if you'd be interested in that class that's going to start here in a couple of weeks, there's a sign-up sheet out at the Connection Center. Uh, just sign your name, put your cell phone number out there, and we'll be communicating to you more information about that. That class size, because of uh, the, the rooms that we have uh, available to be used, the class size is going to be limited to 20. And so if there's more people, if that fills up and we've got more people wanting to take that class uh, after it's completed, we'll have another sign-up uh, sheet for that as well. But if you're interested, remember after service today, go to the Connection Center and sign up for that. Well, we're continuing this series that we've been in for the last several weeks that we're calling Step of Faith, and we're taking it from uh, the Gospel of Luke. And uh, you may have noticed that, you know, normally when we go through a, a book of the Bible, uh, we kind of go in order, but you've probably noticed, especially if you have a type A personality, that we've kind of been jumping around. Uh, that drives some of you absolutely crazy, and I get that, uh, but uh, I'm just going to different places uh, in, in the book of Luke at various times that I think uh, builds off of what we have been talking about. And uh, so what we've been doing is we've been looking at what it means to take a step of faith. And not just a, a step of faith like we might think about normally, but what we've been talking about is this step of faith that we take in our relationship with God is a step of transforming faith. It's a faith that changes us, transforms us. It makes us into uh, someone that we never could have been without the presence of Jesus in our life. And so uh, we've been talking about, you know, taking a step of transforming faith, number one, but also walking in that faith continually as God changes our lives and does a work in our hearts and in our lives. Last week, we looked at the step of transforming faith that the disciple Matthew took. And he was a tax collector, and we talked about, you know, what a major transformation it was to go from a tax collector to becoming a disciple and follower of Jesus Christ. And, and so we saw that in this life-changing event, this life-changing step that Matthew took, we saw what his response was to the transformation that he had experienced in his own life. And, and we've been talking about the fact that once we truly understand 
who Jesus is, once we truly understand what Jesus has done in our lives, the transformation that has taken place in our lives, the change that He's making in our lives, then we will want the same for other people. Once we've experienced that and we know that, we established that saved people want to see other people be saved. Uh, and, and that people who have been rescued want to see other people be rescued. And if maybe today you're here and, and, and you thought that at some point in your life you took a step of faith towards Jesus, but you're not looking at the people around you as other people that need to be rescued and need to be saved, then you might want to reconsider the step of faith that you took and see if it actually has been a step where you have allowed Jesus to transform you and change you to be a rescuer and to be doing kingdom work here on this earth. And today we're going to build on that as we look at another powerful story that's recorded here in the book of Luke. And again, this morning, this isn't just a story that we've come together to read and get a warm, fuzzy feeling about, but this is... Uh, God's message to us this morning through uh, the Gospel of Luke, through the writing of Luke, that He wants to speak into our hearts today. And what we're going to find here today is a story of desperation, right? And if someone is desperate, some of you may have been in a desperate situation before or a state of desperation, and when we find ourselves in a place like that, what are we willing to do? Whatever it takes, right? When we're desperate, that's when we throw the Hail Mary, right? When we're desperate, that's when we do extreme things and go to extreme measures. Matter of fact, I looked up the definition of desperation in the dictionary this week, and it's defined like this. It's a state of despair, typically one which results in rash or extreme behavior. Some of you probably faced some situations in your life with desperation and you were willing to do something extreme or something uh, rash. And, and so maybe uh, there's someone here today and that's where you find yourself right now. You find yourself in a state of despair. And if so, maybe Jesus is simply waiting on you to do something extreme and take a step of faith toward Him believing that He can change your life, change your situation, and help you overcome uh, your past. Or maybe, just maybe today, in and through this passage of Scripture, He's waiting on you to take a desperate step of faith for someone else. And that's the story that we're going to be looking at today, uh, uh, this story of desperation a desperate step of faith, and we're going to pick it up starting at verse 17. Luke writes this, One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. You see, word was spreading around about Jesus. And the things that Jesus had been doing, and the things that Jesus had been teaching. 
Word had spread around uh, that area that Jesus had turned water into wine at the wedding celebration. News was spreading around that Jesus had been healing the sick. And so crowds were beginning to follow. People were becoming, uh, were, were starting to, to come to see. And, and sadly, and there's a lot here in this passage, but it talks about the Pharisees and all of them had gathered. They hadn't really gathered to come to be transformed or changed or healed or any of that. They just kind of came to watch the show. To see what was going on. To see what was going to happen. And who is this Jesus? And who is He saying that He is? And we might ought to keep a close watch on this guy because we've got our doubts about Him and what He's doing. But nonetheless, there was a crowd there that had gathered. Verse 18 continues on. It says, Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. If you're ripping the roof off of a place, all right, if you're carrying a body that is basically lifeless, a paralyzed body which is just dead weight, and you're going to the trouble to carry that man up on the roof, tear a hole in the roof, that's desperation, right? I'm not wrong, (laughs) right? That's an act of desperation when you go to that kind of trouble. To get someone to someone else that might could help their friend. Now, if you're familiar with this story, this next verse is very powerful, and there's something in here that I think that is going to just, we're going to need to sit and study on and focus on. Matter of fact, it's the only point I have of the message today. I want to look at this powerful next verse in verse number 20. It says, When Jesus saw their faith, everybody say, their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, He said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now, if you're familiar with this story, and and many of you probably are, you know, for those of us that were raised in church, this is a story we learned about as little kids in our Sunday school class. And if you're familiar with this story, you know that a few verses later, Jesus goes on to say to this paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. And immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and he went home praising God. And there's so much in this story. There's, there's so many important things to learn from this passage of Scripture, but I want to focus on just this one thing today, and it's this. It's the role of this man's friends in his healing. The role of his friends in his healing. Because when Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw his friend's faith, seeing their faith, he says to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, get up, take up your mat, and go home. Right? Don't miss this. According to Luke, Jesus did this miracle 
Not so much because of this paralyzed man's faith that's laying on this mat, but because of the faith of his friends. And, and I don't know about you, but that's interesting to me. That, that kind of jumps out to me when I read this story. You know, often I believe we kind of read these stories of Jesus' miracles and we just kind of fly through them. I know the, uh, the, the, beginning, the heading uh, in my Bible above this passage of Scripture says Jesus heals the paralyzed man and we kind of run through the story and we go, you know, another miracle of Jesus, that's awesome, that's cool. But we don't really pay attention to the details of the miracle and how it happened or why it happened. But it says, on behalf of their faith, his friend's desperate step of faith. Jesus not only healed this man, but he saved him and forgave him of his sins because of their faith. Right? And we might wonder, well, why didn't this man, this paralyzed man, why didn't he just ask Jesus himself? Why didn't he ask Jesus to heal him or forgive him? Well, I don't know. There's a lot, of, a lot of questions we have about things that happen in the Bible that we don't know the answer to. Maybe it was just that this man was so sick and so weak that maybe he could just barely talk. I don't know. Maybe he had been this way for so long that he had just given up. We've seen people do that before, and they go through an extended illness or sickness or whatever it may be, and, and, and they just give up, and they give up hope. That could have been this man's situation. Or maybe, uh, like my daddy used to, used to say, maybe he was just sick and tired, right? Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Maybe this man was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And he just couldn't imagine his future or his situation being any different. Because it had always been this way all of his life. And I want you for just a minute to imagine what life must have been like for this man who was paralyzed in the ancient world, right? Back in this time and in this culture, his whole life he lived on either a mat or in a bed that was about three foot wide and six feet long. Someone has to feed him. Someone has to carry him if he goes somewhere else. Someone has to clothe him. Someone has to move him to keep from getting bed sores all over his body. This is ancient times here. Nothing can be done medically. There's no surgeries. There's no rehab programs. There's no treatment centers. There's no MD Anderson. There's no Mayo Clinic. And I'm sure sometimes he dreams and, and imagines uh, uh, you know, that he might have a healthy body where he could walk and where he could run. But then he wakes up and he's looking at that same ceiling that he has looked at for so many years in a room that he knows he will never walk out of. He has no money. He has no job. And he has no hope for the future. But what does he have going for him here? <laughs> He's got some awesome friends. He's got some really good friends. Friends who are willing to take a desperate step of faith for him and with him. 
They're willing to, to take Him on the journey. They're willing to walk the extra mile. They're willing to do whatever it takes. And this story is recorded for us today here in the Gospel of Luke. It's recorded for us to read today. Why? Because of His friends. There would be no story if it hadn't been for His friends. Of this paralyzed man. Without His friends, He never makes it to Jesus. Without His friends, He never gets healed. Without His friends, He never receives forgiveness for His sins. Imagine if these four friends had stopped by to visit their paralyzed friend. And they visited with him for a little while and then they got up and, and got ready to go. And they said, well, you know, we're going to have to get out of here. We're going to have to cut out. We've got somewhere we've got to be. We've heard about this man named Jesus who's going to be speaking at a house not far from here. And we've heard awesome stories about him. We heard this man does miracles. We've heard that this man can heal the sick. And we don't want to be late. We want to get there before the crowd gets there. And hey man, it's been good to see you. If you need anything, you just let us know. And they leave. What if they'd have been those kinds of friends? And as I begin to think about that, I be began to get convicted about it. Because how many times have I been that person? How many times have I been that friend? Boy, I hate it for you. I hate it for you. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. I'll pray. I'll pray for you. But luckily, for this paralyzed man, he had better friends than uh, I've ever been to any of my friends, obviously. His friends were willing to take a desperate step of faith for their friend. And it changed his life. In more ways than just a physical healing of his body. It was their faith that loaded him up on that stretcher and carried him to where Jesus was. It was their faith that pushed their way through the crowd. It was their faith that wouldn't quit and give up. And they carried this dead weight, lifeless, paralyzed body up to the roof. It was their faith that made them ignore all the people that were rudely yelling at them, Hey, what are you guys doing? Or there was probably an even louder voice in the crowd that day that was yelling, Get off my roof! <laughs> It was their faith that lowered the man down with expectation at the feet of Jesus. Friends, when the paralyzed man couldn't do anything to help himself, it was a step of faith by his friends that made a difference in his life. So what's Luke trying to teach us here? <laughs> well... I think it's pretty obvious, is it not? He's teaching us that sometimes the faith of somebody around us may be really weak. The faith of somebody in our circle may be weak or it may even be non-existent. And that we have to believe 
And we have to take a step of faith for them when they're in that state. Maybe it's your child whose life has gotten completely off track. A prodigal child. And maybe they've stopped seeking God in their life. And so, you, you are the one taking a desperate step of faith every single night to bring them in their spiritually paralyzed state to Jesus, saying, Master, please do a miracle in their life. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a co-worker. And God has placed you in their lives because they are too spiritually weak to even pray for themselves. And they have given up hope. And so you have to have hope for them. You have to believe God for them. Church saved people want other people to be saved. Healthy people want other people to be healthy. Rescued people want other people to be rescued. Forgiven people want other people to be forgiven. This is the step of desperate faith that these friends here in Luke chapter 5 are showing us today. God put it in the hearts, in their hearts. God put it in the hearts of these friends to press through the crowds so that He could work a miracle in this man's life. There was an article that was written in Christianity Today. Some of you may follow that. William Booth wrote this, and I love this statement. He said, faith and works should travel side by side. Step answering to step. Like the legs of men walking. First faith, and then works, and then faith again, and then works again until they can scarcely distinguish which is the one and which is the other. I love that. James, the very brother of Jesus Christ, said, Faith without works is dead. Or we might say it like this today, Faith without taking steps of faith ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Faith without taking steps of faith is dead. And so that brings us to a question today. It always brings us to a question, doesn't it? It always should. question today is this. What paralyzed person around you, in your circle, could be waiting on you to take a step of desperate faith for them, or with them. And can we just pause here for a moment and seriously and honestly consider this question today? In light of the message that God gave Luke to record for us to not only hear today, but to receive today? What paralyzed person around you could be waiting on you 
to take a step of desperate faith for them or with them. Are we even willing to do that? Are we willing to go to the trouble? To do for them what obviously they can't do for themselves. Whether they're too weak to do it. Or whether they've given up hope. Or maybe they're just not even interested. Are we willing to step in to their life and their situation and take a desperate step of faith for them and with them. I mentioned earlier that you might be a parent here today with a prodigal child. And I talk to a lot of parents that carry a heavy load and carry a burden for a child. And I just want you to know this morning, and I want you to hear this, that when you're praying for that child, and you bring that child to Jesus, here's what you're doing. You are carrying them on a stretcher to the feet of the one who can heal them and save them. Right now, you may be the one doing all the heavy lifting. You might be the one that's struggling. You might be the one that's, that's sweating and feels like this journey to get them to Jesus is never going to end and it's just obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And you may be doing all the hard work and all the heavy lifting in faith and they may even be resisting your efforts and what you're doing. But parents, don't miss this. Jesus sees your faith as you bring them to Him. Don't miss the power of that. The power in this, that Jesus sees your faith in Him as you bring them to Him with expectation. Church, our faith today is in a God who has the power to save. Y'all sleep. We got it too warm in here for you? Our faith today is in a God who has the power to save. Our, our faith today is in a God that has the power to heal. Look, look again back up at verse 17. Luke tells us here in verse 17 that the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. And friends, He has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God is still the same. And, and do you realize that at this very moment, you and I have been put into, in a place, you and I have been put in situations to intercede on someone else's behalf. To at least pray for them and bring them to the feet of Jesus in prayer. And our prayers of desperate faith, what are they? Well, they're evidence that we believe that the power of the Lord is with Jesus to heal and to save. That's why we pray. Or that's why we should be praying. Is because our faith is all about this belief in Jesus and that Jesus can not only heal, but He can save as well. 
Because here's the deal. Jesus, and, and I may be wrong about this. I, I might not should say he never did this, but most cases that I recall, Jesus hardly ever performed a miracle in the Bible without someone first exercising their faith in Him to do it. They would come to Him and ask Him to do it. A parent would come to Him and ask Him to do it on behalf of their child. A sister would come to Him and ask Him to do it on behalf of her dead brother. Miracle after miracle after miracle, Jesus did. The power of the Lord was displayed to people because they exercised their faith in who they believed Jesus was. They asked, and He responded. They brought them to Jesus, and He healed their sick, and He saved the lost. Had this man's friends not made the journey with their paralyzed friends, had they not torn the roof off of that place, had they gotten discouraged and quit because things weren't going their way? Had they looked at the crowd and said, oh well, this is just going to be too hard. You know, if God really wanted this man to be healed, He would have made it a whole lot easier, right? If God really wanted this man to be saved, it wouldn't be so hard and it wouldn't have taken so long and there wouldn't be so many obstacles if God really wanted this to be the outcome. If they had quit and they had given up, this man would have not received his miracle. You see that? If they quit, if they give up, if they think it's too hard, if they get too tired, if they get frustrated, this man never receives his miracle. So, what paralyzed person around you in your circle, could be waiting on you to take a step of desperate faith for them or with them. And here in just a minute, I'm going to give you an opportunity to take a step of faith on behalf of someone else this morning. Right here, today, is where some of you are going to start loading that friend or that family member or that co-worker. Today's when you're going to start loading them up on that stretcher and making your way to Jesus with them in a step of faith. The journey may not be easy. And it may appear that there are too many obstacles in the way. And the very person that you have loaded up on that mat may be resisting you and what you're trying to do. But friends, today Luke is telling us that step of faith is worth it. That journey with that person is worth it. Why? Because Jesus saves and Jesus heals. Bring them to Jesus. He has the power to save.
and he has the power to heal. But before we begin that journey, I just can't help but think that the start of a new year is a great time for some of you to take a step of faith toward Jesus, your own self, in your own strength that you have here today. That you take a step of faith towards Jesus for salvation and healing in your own life. Because see, we can't take other people to Jesus until we've experienced this transforming saving faith in our own lives. Maybe today you are that paralyzed person and you feel like there's no hope and you feel like that your past has done so much damage that you can never have a better life or a better future. And you can't even imagine your future being any different or getting any better. Today, God blessed you with the opportunity and the strength to bring yourself here to this place. Maybe today God gave you the breath and the energy to turn on that computer and watch this online today. And He did that because He wanted you to hear this today Jesus saves and Jesus heals and he never did either of those things without someone asking him to do it first that is the first step of faith that any of us can take it's a step of saving faith and this is the faith that embraces Jesus as Lord of our life Embraces Him as our Savior. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, he says, By grace you have been saved through faith. Today that is the step of desperate faith that someone here or someone watching needs to take. And I say it's a desperate step of faith because it is. Because here's the deal, you cannot save yourself. You cannot fix you. You cannot change you. You can't save yourself. And not only that, you are hopelessly lost without this saving faith in Jesus Christ. Remember our definition of desperation when we began this morning. It's a state of despair, typically one which results in rash or extreme behavior. I believe someone here today is in a state of despair. And the only thing that's going to change that is something extreme. And His name is Jesus Christ. So instead of making some New Year's resolutions to do better or try harder to be a better version of you, a better you than you've been in the past, can I just ask you today, why don't you take a step of faith toward Jesus today and let Him make you a new person? 
Let Him make you a new creation. Not a better version of who you are or a better version of who you've been, but a totally new person altogether. Would you do that today? Because I want you to know I've already taken a step of faith on your behalf this morning before you ever got here. And I prayed that you would. And I would be thrilled to continue with you on your journey of faith. And here's why. Some days I may need to carry you on your journey. And some days I'm going to need you to carry me on mine. You see, we need each other. We need each other on this journey. This journey of faith. And friends, the journey, no matter how hard, no matter how many obstacles, no matter how frustrating it may be, that journey is worth it every single time. Some of you need to take that step of faith, a step of saving faith today. And if you don't know how or you don't know what to do, you just come find me after this service. I'd love to talk with you and help you. But for those of you here this morning that have done that, and you've taken that step of saving faith, let me ask you again this morning. What paralyzed person around you could be waiting on you to take a step of faith for them or with them? As we close together in prayer today, I'm going to ask you to take that first step of desperate faith in prayer today to these altars. It'd be a whole lot easier to take this step to these altars than carrying that body up on that roof was, I guarantee you. So yes, I'm asking you to come, to come forward this morning, taking a step of faith for someone or with someone. You coming to these altars to pray, maybe you tearing the roof off of that house so that you could get them to Jesus. Jesus saw their faith. The faith of His friends. And because of their faith, He saved him and He healed him. Today I'm asking you to take a step of faith for that person that God, God has laid on your heart. Take a step of faith for them this morning. Let's pray. Dear God, first of all, I come with a heart filled with gratitude and thankfulness. 
for the saving faith that you extended me. And I know that I accepted that saving faith because people who loved me dearly were continually bringing me before you and laying me at your feet and saying, Master, would you save him? Master, would you make him a new creation? And it was because of that kind of love that I've experienced your love in my life. I've experienced forgiveness. And God, today, if there be anyone here that hasn't experienced that in their own life, I pray that today they would take a step of saving faith toward you and accept you as Lord and Savior of their life. They would surrender their will to you. They would turn it all over to you and trust you with their future. They would place their hope in you, not the things of this world, but in you, Lord, because you are the only one that we have any hope in whatsoever. You give us hope for today and you give us hope for the future. And so if there be anyone here today that needs that hope, that needs to experience that hope in their lives today, I pray that today would be a day that they would take a step in desperation because it is a step of desperation toward you and to you and allow you to save them and make them a new creation in Christ Jesus. Well, God, today these altars are filled with people and and I know that there are others that are sitting in this room today that you have placed someone on their heart, on their mind. They know exactly who it is that they're loading on that stretcher today. And they're taking a step of faith for that person. They're taking a step of faith with that person. And God, give us the strength when we get tired. Give us the energy. Give us the courage when we become weak. God, encourage us when we, be, when we begin to get discouraged. I pray that you'd put other people around us on, that are on this journey with us that would be encouragers as well. God, people that will carry us and help us when we need to be carried and helped. People that we will carry and help when they're too weak to travel on this journey. God, I thank You today for what You're doing. I thank You today for the journeys that are beginning right here, right now, in this place as as many paralyzed and spiritually sick people are being loaded onto stretchers today. And people are making the commitment to bring them to You no matter what it takes, no matter how hard it may be. We will not quit. We will not give up until we get them to the feet of the Savior, the One who has the power to save and the One that has the power to heal. God, I join with my brothers and sisters here today on this journey. These that have come, these that have committed to take this step of desperate faith with their loved one, with their friend, with their co-worker, whoever it may be, God. You know the situation. You know the person. Give us the strength to carry them and the desire to get them to You. Find us faithful. Find us obedient. 
Find us like these friends that we've read about this morning that won't quit, won't give up. We'll be determined that they experience what we have experienced in our own lives. God, I love you today. I thank you for the love that you have shown us in this powerful message today in just this short passage of Scripture that I know has spoken to hearts and spoken to lives, and I thank you for what you're doing. And it's in this powerful name of Jesus, the name of Jesus (laughs) that has the power to heal and the power to save. We pray and ask these things. Amen. God bless you. I love you guys so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week and a great 2022.